0: Welcome to Enlightenhood, a sacred space for mothers, mothers to be, and mothers by proxy to share how mindfulness and spirituality intertwine with one of life's biggest responsibilities, motherhood. Each week, we will gather nuggets of inspiration, empowerment, and wisdom from wild and woke mamas who are tapped into their highest selves and raising the next generation along with the consciousness of this planet. I'm your host, Lina Lemos, founder of Enlightenhood, a community of mindful and spiritual mamas committed to personal growth and divine sisterhood through our one-of-a-kind inner work membership and spiritual magazine. Welcome. I am so grateful that you're here. Oh, this has been a heavy week for many of us, I'm sure. About this time last week, we found out about the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant and his daughter and all the other beautiful souls who were on that helicopter. My husband said to me earlier, are you surprised at how upset you feel? And of course I immediately said no, because I am completely aware of how the collective consciousness weighs on my soul. And I think we can all agree that when we hear something like this happen, we instantly put ourselves in that situation and just what it might have felt like to either hear that news or be in that situation in his final moments. And as, Empaths or highly sensitive people, or just parents and people in general, that is just such a devastating thing to imagine. And I know that we've all had to work through a lot of feelings this week. And I think this podcast, the theme that we're working through on the collective this month, and just the soul searching I've been doing this past month has really come full circle. And it all comes down to trust and surrender in the universe and letting go of that control, which can seem completely nonsensical in a situation like this, because as soon as we hear something like that on the news, we instantly want to tighten those reins and that grip on everything in our life to ensure that something like that never happens to us or to someone we know. And we want to control every single situation because control equals being safe. But that's really not how the universe works. And we're not going to move into that highest version of ourselves. We're not going to manifest our dreams. We're not going to be fully in tune with the universe if we are holding on so tight to that control. So let me share with you a few things that I've been working through this week of trying to let go of control. And that is just the very simple idea that I am doing everything I possibly can in this very moment, in this present moment, and that is okay. And that is enough. We have learned all too tragically this week that we have absolutely no control over what the next moment may bring and it definitely may not be what we think it's going to be. So all we can do is be in this present moment and love as much as we can and be grateful for as much as we can because that next moment is unknown and no matter how much control we have, it's still going to be unknown. And that's true. We just we have to fall in love with that magic and that trust that the unknown is not scary and it's not fearful and it's going to bring us closer to what we desire and who we want to be and that life of our wildest dreams. But we have to loosen our grip. I've been doing so much soul searching in the past month. We launched the Enlightened membership a little less than a month ago. And then Megan and I just had this. We literally just sat on the floor for eight hours, just pouring our soul out about what we want Enlightened Hood to become, what our mission is in this world and how we can support you and how we can continue to just grow this community and grow this beautiful foundation of collective. Wisdom and support, and honoring this truth that spirituality and mindfulness and motherhood look completely different than anything else, and. How do we navigate that? And how do we support one another? And how do we validate that truth? And how do we embrace that truth? And how do we empower that truth? So then we can turn around and help the next woman who needs that guiding light in order to step into her true power. And where does that ripple effect come from? And then just so many ideas. And that's why I've kind of been quiet on social media lately, because I've just been in this beautiful little shell of introspection. And what does that look like for me personally, too? How do I show up as the best me possible. And again, it's the trust and the surrender and knowing that I'm doing everything I can in this very moment to be that version of me, because all too often we put that feeling that we think is going to be the end game into this future date. I will be happy when blank. I will be less stressed when blank. Instead of owning that now and showing up as that best us now. our book circle which started yesterday and if you haven't joined there's still time we are reading super attractor by gabby bernstein and she really talks about how we have to take ownership in the energy that we're putting out because that's what's signaling to the universe that's what we're attracting that's the energy that we're emitting the energy attracting and that's how we're going to continue to grow and evolve and one other thing i'll share with you is that once Megan and I did almost this like soul vomit, if you will, and really set the framework for what enlightenment is going to become, the word membership just felt so stale and low vibe. And yes, that technically describes what it is. But we decided that calling it a collective is so much more powerful because that's what our goal is, that when we're showing up together, we're doing that inner work together, we're healing together, we're growing together, we are radiating this most beautiful light to people around us and to the entire world. And not only are we raising our own consciousness, but we are raising the next generation, we are healing the planet, and all of those things combined is just spreading. So much light and love. So, from now on, if you hear me reference the collective, that is our membership, and that's where you will find all these amazing tools in a global community of women to do this thing together. I just love when things are so synchronous, even when I don't mean them to be, because today my guest is Dr. Janelle Kim, and she's giving us three steps that are tangible for life as a mother because we know that. I know for me, and I'm sure you feel the same way, that as much as I want to be that lady who wakes up at 5 a.m. and has rituals at the same exact time every single day, that's not necessarily applicable for the life of the mother of a 10-month-old, and A lot of the times when we're holding so much space for other humans, this mindfulness and spiritual practice can sometimes be really hard to navigate and implement into our lives. So Janelle is providing three really easy, tangible ways that we are going to step into that life that we want and that person that we're going to be in a way that is so easy to manage and implement into your life. Just to share a little more with you about Janelle. For nearly a decade, she has shared with those she treats how to incorporate the power of Eastern philosophy into Western lifestyles, enabling her clients to live more balanced, purposeful, and harmonious lives. Dr. Kim passionately believes that by creating an awareness of the connectedness between the mind, body, and spirit and greater universe, then you will truly understand yourself and therefore you will understand your place in the universe and what you are called here to do in your life also known as your destiny. Dr. Kim is devoted to integrating the philosophy, medical wisdom, and expertise of East Asia with the advancements of modern life and medicine in the West in order to touch and positively affect the lives of others. Dr. Kim holds a Master of Science degree in Traditional Oriental Medicine and is nationally board certified in Herbology, herbology, Dr. Kim, I don't say that word out loud enough, apparently. Oriental medicine and acupuncture. She furthered her studies abroad, training with some of the most respected doctors and herbologists, there it is again, (laughs) of East Asia. And, you know, when we started talking, we just went into this really deep conversation. So I kind of just cut into it. So there's not really a proper introduction. We're just talking, but yeah, here's Dr. Janelle Kim. And it's hard to not feel less than because you see all these women who are, and especially as spiritual, spirituality has become the forefront and there's so many people out there talking about it and what their practice looks like. It's hard not to feel like that you're not doing it right.
1: I had a feeling that you were going to bring this up, and I'm so happy that you did. You know, a lot of, I don't know how much you know about my background. Certainly it seems like you definitely have looked into it as I have had the opportunity to look into a bit of your life, um, which I've been grateful to be able to do. Um, But you're right. It is constant balance. Um, I I don't know if you know this, but I have a lab and we manufacture products for other clients. So it's contract manufacturing. And, And also my husband and I, you know, I travel around the world speaking on herbal medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just now starting to to shift into like the philosophy side of everything, right. which is to me, they're all so important. Mm-hmm. This one in particular is so important. And um, sticking to what you just said, I'm sure we'll dive into a lot of different things. Um, you're right. I had a feeling you were going to ask or, or at least speak on rather how to handle this delicate balance, and I have certainly constantly have moments, and I will readily admit, you know, when my two and a half year old or my six and a half year old are there, but I have to be answering emails or I have to be on mm-hmm. interviews or phone calls, and and I'm grateful for every one of those opportunities, you know. But it is there's certainly moments where I think to myself, oh goodness, sometimes I can't be with you as much, and I find myself, Lena, sometimes saying out loud to myself, <laughs> you know, I'm doing this for you. Yes. And that really shifts things for me. You know, when, whenever you feel that guilt of a mom, a working mom creeping, you know, oh gosh, I wish I could spend more time. But but deep down inside, that is where I ground myself in everything that I'm doing. Do know that I'm doing this for you, for yes. my children, not just for my own, for all the generations to come.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and you will learn of me,
1: I am intense like that sometimes, <laughs> right? Like, we can do it. Well, that why is so important. It is the most you know, and that groundedness and that being flexible, one of my favorite visuals that I live by um, and find myself starting pretty much everything with this point is one that says, be like bamboo. So you're as flexible and as strong as bamboo. And I think it's so important in every aspect of life, whether it be relationships uh, with your children, with your significant other, with your parents, with your sister, friends, you name it, in business, in your health. I find it so important this visual because to me that means bamboo is so deeply rooted and grounded mm-hmm. and and yet it is so flexible and that's what makes it so strong, you know, because that is life. Life is not always easy. It has so many beautiful things. But ultimately, I believe life is is kind of a challenge. Mm-hmm. It is it is the ultimate challenge and is our choice of what we choose to do in this life. Um, but being grounded for myself, and that's exactly what began this conversation with that groundedness that rootedness to myself truly comes from that connectedness to universe to faith you know whatever it is that you draw draw that anchor from and that strength from so that's one of the best ways I like to look at it and then you know how to be flexible and what that means kind of dives into each and every one of these situations that we're speaking of with our our kids
0: that's such a beautiful visualization I'm going to use that
1: I find myself using that a lot as well, you know, and to take it one step further in understanding life. And I, and I, like I said, I did have the opportunity to listen a little bit about, to your story, Lena, which is beautiful. And I was so grateful that you shared that.
0: Thank you, you know,
1: and, and I heard you say at one point that, that you found in your life there are times where you just felt alone,
0: right? Mm-hmm.
1: And I find that probably there's not one of us out there who doesn't feel that at some point in some way, shape or form. And I know I can speak for myself as you, as you and I seem to resonate very much that in those moments where sometimes it feels that way for whatever the reason might be in that given situation. And for myself too, it's, it's that connectedness, that rootedness to the universe. I very much draw from the strength and and from the wisdom of my ancestors, which is not something we hear so much in Western culture, what I mean by that is my, uh, even my medical background, I come from a long lineage of herbalist herbologists and masters. And that's where the medicine side of everything that I do comes from. In fact, all of the products that we formulate with stems from those formulas passed down for so many generations, right? Wow. And so does the philosophy, right? So all these philosophies, will call Eastern, but I have to say. I'm East and West. Yeah. <laughs> we, unfortunately, we can't see each other right now, but my father's Korean. My mother's was American, is American. And so I was literally born on this earth having both and having to always know both, being grateful for that. Right. But I think one of the most important things is, is to kind of integrate all of that. Right. Yeah. And so I find a lot of my strength coming from this Eastern kind of Way of understanding which the Western world is starting to get to know this understanding of lineage and being connected to the universe around us, but also all those who came before us, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a really beautiful thing because you can be anywhere in the world going through anything at any age, no matter who you are. And if we can take a moment to feel connected to the things around us, feel connected to where we came from, whether we know those people or not, whoever has influenced us in our life, you realize you're never alone. And you Mm -hmm. can do it,
0: (laughs) right? That's so beautiful. I feel fortunate that I grew up very similarly where my dad is a genealogist. So he knows our whole family lineage traced back as far as he can find. And it was always so deep rooted of wherever we may have been in the country or the, you had family here and here was their name and here's what they did. And so I think that's so important. And you're right. It's starting to be something that I think as spirituality takes more, of a forefront that we're paying attention to those lineages and those relationships and the way that energy is transferred through the generations.
1: That's exactly right. Exactly right. So much is taught to us and it's the understanding, uh, furthermore, not just of like East and West and all things coming together, but of old and new, you know, that's definitely a way that I was raised. You know, I laugh because even though I, 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 for some reason I've always had, not for some reason when I was young, maybe I didn't understand, but now I do this strong, um, connection to like tradition, you know, the East Asian tradition almost. And, and quite frankly, I didn't have too many Asian friends growing up, (laughs) you know, my, my parents were pretty traditional, strict, if you will, particularly my father with me, I was the oldest, you know, daughter. And, and so he was not always so easy with me. Um, I should mention he was also my greatest mentor um a lot of what I know today was passed down to him from his masters and teachers and so it's a beautiful thing but I laughed because for so long I thought you know maybe this is just an Asian thing <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and, and so they totally understand and so I got to college and I started having some you know friends from Asia and they'd say to me no Janelle that is not how at all however I was like, hey, wait a second. So you mean you don't have this kind of curfew and you don't have to do this, <laughs> you know? And so when you're young, and I really think of this as I raise my boys too, when you're young, you know, it seems hard sometimes uh, as a child receiving it from your parents who, with, uh, who give who for myself, you know, gave a lot of discipline, a lot of, you know, direction. And now years later, I look back and I'm so grateful for that, you know, I know that that's not always the case. Um, yeah, and it truly does stem from all of that. So, yeah, that that's to me is also a large part of my deep root, which I'm desperately will always instill in my children that tradition and that rootedness.
0: So, having your father as your mentor and your guide, did you always know that this path that you were on that that was going to be your path? No,
1: Lena, I, mean, I did not necessarily think of it that way. You know. When I look back now in retrospect, I suppose my answer could be yes, but in the moments of it all, for example, real black and white, you know, when I was going to school, I went to a really good high school and, and, you know, I had to study really hard, all of this. And so when I went to college, I was on the road to Western medicine and that was kind of my academic way of life. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I go and it was about two years into college and I realized, you know what, something just didn't feel fulfilling. Something didn't feel right. Right. And it wasn't an extreme feeling. But it was just, you know, I have to admit, actually, I haven't thought about this too much before, but that was a moment in my life where I did maybe feel what we were talking about before. It wasn't necessarily loneliness, but something was missing, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where I started kind of reflecting inside, which I believe is one of the most important things that we can do, reflection. Mm -hmm. And I started reflecting and it kind of hit me that there are some things that I am connected with in this life that I was very used to in my life, particularly when it came to the medicine, right? Growing up, taking herbal medicine um, at the same time as, you know, our Western medical system and, and what, what the direction that's given. But there's so many times in my life where when I came home with a sprained ankle and most people would be out for like two weeks, you know, I'd come home and I'd like be out on the field the next day. <laughs> people would be like, what in the world? And so those things, when I was young, I didn't really recognize the, the power of them. But here I am now two years in college and I'm feeling this and it could it was as simple as a couple of things happened to me. For example, a bee sting and I realized I had a serious reaction to that. And all we did was go inside, make a plaster of herbal medicine, and within a couple of seconds, all the pain, swelling, started to decrease. Of course, it wow. took a little bit more time. And that's was one of the moments, I have to say, where I kind of looked at this and thought, you know, there's just no way possible that I can allow for the world not to understand that this exists. There were a couple of other things, but I, I think that's a funny example. <laughs> and so that's when I kind of made a decision, which I think surprised everybody after walking through a few of these like kind of medical uh, imbalances, if you will, that I could not really find... A treatment for and through Mm. eastern medicine i started seeing how much myself and those around me were changing and that in in that week i realized you know what i'm not going to do this i can always go back and study western but i have to take it upon myself to continue this and i have to tell you from the moment i started on that path i found my passion and i felt fulfilled it certainly was not easy but that's how it all began. And so then everything that I learned throughout my life came flooding in, right? So mm-hmm. so yes, in some way, I feel like I was put on this earth to do this, Lena. Right. So my answer is yes, but I didn't always know that. Not at all, right. it was my choice at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. Then as you grew and you got further in it and then you decided to become a mother, what was that like balancing the East and the West through pregnancy and becoming a new mom?
1: Absolutely. So- for me, when I, when I think of that question, the balance, the main balance I had to think about right before I had my oldest son, Vince, who's now six and a half, um, my husband and I, I didn't even mention, but my husband and I actually worked together, which is a whole other balance <laughs> in itself, right? You know, which yes. works actually pretty well. Um, I can delve into that if we so wish. But we worked constantly, Lena, right? as I'm sure you understand, day and night. Mm-hmm. And it was actually, um, and we were building our company. At that time, it wasn't even contract manufacturing. We were basically helping to build brands um, uh, with formulas that were luxury, natural, herbal. So at that time, they were just coming uh, to fruition. So natural products back then were not even a thing, which is hard to believe because now everywhere you turn is natural. Yeah. So we were on a mission back then to kind of break down those doors. Um, can't tell you how many times people told me, don't do the East Asian thing, Janelle. No one's going to get it. Don't do natural, Janelle. It's not really that important. And every time I thought, Mm-mm, get out of my way, please," because <laughs> I disagree completely. And so we traveled down this path, breaking down doors. And um, it was actually some of my best girlfriends, right? Uh, who came to me at one point, and looked at me when I was pregnant with Vince at about, let's say I was about maybe five months pregnant. And they said, Janelle, how are you going to do this? How are you going to work? This. you know it's going to not it's not possible to work the way that you because it was like 14 hour days right mm-hmm. at least if not more and so I thought you're right and that's where another shift in life isn't it so funny um how these moments happen it was a shift in life where my husband and I came together and realized you know let's focus on what we truly love which is instead of you know, being outward facing, I was always formulating and developing products. But instead of focusing so much on the marketing and the branding at that moment in time, let's focus on what we love, which is our formulation. And so we dove into that. And then lo and behold, that really took off. Right. And so it was a it was a scary moment in time, because we truly shifted our entire life. Mm -hmm. but We just knew and had faith uh, that everything in this path was the correct way. And, and that's where we stand today, you know, with a lab that's You know, we have labs in Europe, here in America, soon to be in Asia. And um, so the balance between that is that shift, which was was basically inspired by knowing that there were going to be little ones in our life. And -hmm. to some extent, I had to be present physically, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, for them. And honestly, Lena, they came with me everywhere. You know, (laughs) they still do. Anywhere we travel, everywhere I go, they were with me. And some people would say to us, you both are crazy. And we'd come home and we'd think, you're right, we are. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and the truth of the matter is, when it comes down to whether we're traveling around, whether you have to go to work nine to five, whether you have to go to work or you work from home and it's nonstop, whatever the, the regimen is, that's difficult. Hmm. One thing that I found that really helps me in my daily life is it's almost like I had to constantly talk to myself to reflect, to change my perspective, which is something that I truly live by, changing perspective. And so every time it was difficult, and it certainly is exhausting. Lena, I know. <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. so far away from the baby years that I know how exhausting and tiring it is to have the little ones. But I made a choice because that's all we can do, right? I made a choice mm-hmm. and I'd look at their little faces and I'd think to myself, I am exhausted right now. I maybe slept an hour I have to work, I have to take care of family, I have to do all these things. But in this moment, I choose because I know you're not going to be like this forever. I choose that you are not stressful in my life. I have so many stressors in my life right now. You are going to be something of happiness. And it is a funny and powerful thing that certainly sometimes is a little harder than other times, but it's that understanding, it's that change of perspective and that reflection and knowing that this moment is not going to last forever, Mm -hmm. that in those moments particularly with children, they became truly like the light and the happiness <laughs> in life, right? And, and that is how I think the stress was able to be balanced because there's a lot of things outside that are stressful that certainly do not give us that.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how profound that simple decision can be and how much it can shift your entire perspective.
1: Uh, uh, absolutely. In fact, you know, I was grateful. I did this uh, talk not long ago and one of the, the main questions of this whole talk was to be surrounded by was, how, did you reach, how do you reach your impossible? And I was grateful for that because it really made me reflect upon, oh my gosh, that is a good question. How is that? And I picked three points. And one was, the first one, that I really, when I reflected over a period of time, is setting your intention and your goal, right? So number one, what is it that you wish to achieve in this life? You know, what is it that you want to leave behind? What's important to you? Um, for myself, a large part of it is my career. Because to me, this is kind of my, it's my lineage. I'm like, if, if I don't do it, Lena, it's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how, like, seriously I take it. And some people might think that's silly, but I actually take it to heart that much, right? Mm-hmm. So this medicine, the philosophy, it is truly my mission to pass this. So my goal was set on that. So setting your intention. Where do you want to go? And visualizing that. And the second one is one that I think is a little bit different for people and this in this part of the world. It is called moving with the Tao. And that is, to me, a, such an important piece, which is kind of like being flexible like bamboo, which means that we see the goal at hand, but to know that no matter what, we have to be flexible in our path to get there, right? Either, know when to be hard, when know when to be soft, you know, know when to do, when not to do. And these are all very profound principles, mm-hmm. but all it takes is like one step at a time, Yeah, you know, one step at a time. If we try to reach that goal and set ourselves up for this year, I'm going to, you know, that's one of the number one things I always say, let's not do that because it makes it so difficult for us. Like we have our children, you know, today I'm not going to, right, Lena, or, or, you know, for this week, I'm not going to let this bother me. And you know what? Mm -hmm. That's too difficult. (laughs) Mm -hmm. How about if we just stop for a second and ask ourselves, you know, for these next five minutes? (laughs) Yes. This is what I'm going to watch. And, you know, it becomes like a habit for us. And that's how we start to reflect and, and be able to move with the Tao and know that we know where we want to be, that end goal, but how do we get there we have to be flexible with. Mm-hmm. And then the third part is, as we talked about, and certainly this whole podcast, as you mentioned, is about, is about perspective, gratitude, connectedness. Mm-hmm. I, I, I In that moment when I had to choose a phrase, It was gratitude is my very third and probably most important piece to reaching my impossible, living this life in a happy way. Because it's in the moments that are very difficult that for my personal self, I find that the way to kind of lift you up when you're feeling down or you're in a place that's hard to get out of, when we can find gratitude in certain things around us, build our perspective, have a greater perspective by connecting you know, to faith, to the universe, mm-hmm. it kind of, it kind of lifts you up. Right, Lena? Yep. I, I think you explained that as well. It lifts you out of a place that I don't, I have yet to find anything that can be that powerful. I agree. And so, so right. Those three main steps.
0: <laughs> That's really powerful. And I think it, That breaks it down in such a simple way, because I think, especially as we see more spirituality on social media and on TV and in books, it's hard not to get so lost in these core principles where it's manifesting and finding a purpose and being in alignment. It just kind of seems like all these terms can get your head spinning and then add the chaos of motherhood on top of that. And it's so hard to not feel like you're, you're lost in spirituality and mindfulness. So how do we get grounded and really focus on the, the important things? Yeah, Lena,
1: I love that you say that. How do we do that? We be like bamboo. <laughs> I'm speaking broken English, right? Because in those moments, that's exactly what I picture. It. You said it so perfectly, and I have to agree with you. I see that as well. I'm all about manifestation. I'm all about connecting with the universe and doing these things. But I totally hear you. And I have found that. And that's one of the things that has inspired me to kind of move forward with these philosophies and principles. I'm always going to find my way, you know, Um, in understanding them and and trying to share them because they are very profound. One thing my mentor taught me, and clearly his mentors were able to teach him how grateful I am for that, is the simple fact that we can take these principles of manifestation, of connecting to the universe, of all the things you say, and they sound beautiful and amazing. I totally Mm -hmm. agree with you. But how in the world do we apply them to our daily life? (laughs) right? And that is exactly what I wish to share in my life. That is literally, that's it. And that is what I'm grateful. And what I explain, the difference that I wish to share and, and speak on that I have found is that these are the principles that can be applicable. And, and so I'm so glad that in sharing those with you, you had that response because that is, that is ultimately what I'm, I'm hoping and what I find for myself. And so, yes, making them applicable to our daily life, it all sounds so good. And so, and we kind of started to go down that path a little bit, but it's about, to me, it's about making habits, right? And, mm-hmm. and we talked about it a second ago, you know, don't set yourself up for a week, a year, months, you know, just this day you know mm-hmm. just this hour and we start to reflect upon ourselves you know whether it be with our kids you know definitely you have not gotten there yet lena <laughs> i don't believe but when you know my 6 year old is you know talking back to me he's such a good boy he truly is but he's in this funny mode right now <laughs>
0: you know and i
1: know i'm not alone and you find yourself repeating yourself a million times you yeah. know even if something as simple as this and by the end of the day you're like oh my gosh if i i'm annoying myself right now. <laughs> And sometimes I'll even find myself looking at him. I'll stop and say, Vince, like, do you like it when mommy has to tell you this so many times? I find it very annoying. (laughs) And so let's just change this. So we both don't have to hear me say this anymore. But it's in those moments where sometimes we feel, particularly when we're balancing work, right, Lena? It's like I'm trying to work on my computer, my son's crawling all over me, or I'm on an interview running through the house, like shutting doors, (laughs) trying to not disturb what's happening. And by the end of that day, every once in a while, for sure, I feel that mom guilt. Oh, goodness. Like I barely saw them today, you know? Mm -hmm. And so to me, that's a moment of that reflection and taking one step at a time. Okay. You know what? Tomorrow morning I'm going to wake up and I'm going to make sure that at least for like the first hour, (laughs) you know, we speak to each other in a certain way, my son and I, where, you know, I can ask them certain things and kind of set the tone in a different way. And it doesn't always work, especially with children. There's other ways, uh, parts of our life that I think this is very successful. But Mm -hmm. with our kids, it's like just taking it one step at a time, giving ourselves that, giving ourselves that period, you know, not making it so difficult for ourselves. You know, there is no right way. There is not, you know, but there's a principled way of knowing that these are our children. And I certainly was raised by the, the principle, this might, this might not be the common thing, but discipline is the strongest love. <laughs> now, mm. I may be upsetting a lot of people right now, and I don't think <laughs> discipline as far as, you know, being harsh and rough, but I really believe that in this life, as human beings, particularly as kids, we look for direction, you know, mm-hmm. we look for guidance. It's a funny thing, you know, and it is not in a form of harshness and being so strict, but... but that's something that I certainly carry with myself. And it, I don't know if that's the norm, to be honest. <laughs> but I know that my children look for that discipline. And so, you know, I make myself firm. So today, when my little one, let's talk about Jackson now, who's two and a half, he starts, he's starting to talk back now, which is unreal to me. <laughs> you know, he's a little spitfire. Instead of getting into that habit where it's easy to just keep going back and forth or raising my voice, sit down, Jack. I said, sit down, eat your food, eat your food you know what? Now I say, Jackson, if you don't listen to mommy, you're going to go in timeout. It's that Mm. simple, you know? And so it's, it's a kind of like a break of the shift of the energy. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so even my little two and a half year old, will go into timeout, Lena. (laughs) And that's where maybe not a lot of moms, that's my way. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So not everyone will agree with that, but that's a way that kind of shifts it in our household where I wake up in the morning. And one of the first steps I make a decision is I'm not going to get into a habit this morning Of going back and forth because I'm so busy doing other things. And sometimes it's easier to keep yelling at him, eat your breakfast, eat your breakfast. In that moment, I'm going to stop for a second, put him in timeout, let him know, you know, Jackson, as soon as you're done crying or screaming, you're ready to come and eat. You can come outside. And I tell you what, it's an amazing thing. This little spitfire of a child, (laughs) a really good boy, but quite personality will sit in uh, with the door open, but we'll stand in the bathroom. When he is done crying, he comes out and he sits down. It doesn't happen all the time, but boy, did that show me, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a decision we can make. So there's many different ways that we can go about different things, but it's right. When to be hard, when to be soft, whether it be with our children, in a relationship, with work, I think that's the most important, and there's no, no one way about it.
0: That's yeah. the truth. And also with ourselves, too.
1: This is the absolute truth. You know, that's one of the reasons I love that Be Like Bamboo visual. I believe strongly that it fits into your health, your relationships, and your work. So I would break it down. I love my threes, obviously, right? Lena, I break everything into three because I think it's a really good way of kind of setting yourself, setting your mind. And when it comes to ourselves and our own health, you know, it's having that groundedness, you know, educating ourselves and being aware enough of our bodies to know, you know, for the most part, what is good for us and what isn't. For example, we have to sleep Mm -hmm. if if at all possible. There's times in our life where it's more difficult and that's okay. You know, Lena, like I still don't have a full night's sleep because my kids still wake up and that's okay, Mm -hmm. you know, but learning to balance that in some way with food, for example, right? Our diet, diet is actually one that I love to, of focus on a little bit that's a perfect example of our be like bamboo visual where you root yourself into healthy lifestyle of 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 eating and nutrition Mm -hmm. you know it's totally understandable that sometimes people may choose to go on a diet before an event or they feel a certain way that's perfectly fine but what we have to understand and the and the part of wellness that i speak on a lot is to be consistent we can't put ourselves in extreme situations right and then Mm -hmm. think it's gonna last forever. So if we have a good understanding of how we eat, how we incorporate training, how we sleep, and we stay as consistent as possible within that, that is the way that we can like learn to be flexible. If we if you one day wake up and you're not in the habit of eating greasy, fatty foods all the time and you really want a hamburger, you know what? Go eat the hamburger. (laughs) You know, that's exactly, I think that's one of the most healthy things to to live by, unless you have Mm -hmm. a certain condition where that's not possible. You know, because the whole point is that balance in life, not being too extreme. And then your body starts to understand and is more balanced with its surroundings and inside, right? And the same thing works with relationships. Yeah. That we like bamboo.
0: It's just those little conscious decisions every moment.
1: Yes. Yes, it is. It's that reflection every moment. It's that being rooted in something greater than ourselves and being ready to be flexible in any given situations that we can move with where life, where life wishes to take us. And I do have a lot of faith in the universe in that way. You know, we have to work hard. We do. That's just the truth, you know, in whatever capacity, whatever that means to us in our life is definitely active. (laughs) It's not a passive life, but coupled with that connectedness to the universe, we absolutely can do it. I call it living meditation, actually. Oh, I like that
0: a lot. Yes,
1: yes. It is uh, something that I find very important, this understanding of living meditation where, you know, to myself, Meditation is a time where you really reflect and, and see yourself inside, right? So just like mm-hmm. we can see everything outside. If we walk around our house and we see everything's dirty, we know it has to get cleaned up. right? It mm-hmm. doesn't mean we have to in that moment, but clearly at some point we want to clean it up. But also the same thing happens inside. you know We kind of get chaotic and, and dirty, if you will, inside. And so meditation equals reflection as a time to look inward at ourselves mm-hmm. and kind of purify ourselves that way. But to me, if we have a moment to sit down and meditate in the way that we under, we think of when we think of meditation, you know, a time, an allotted time period where you sit down and you do certain breathing exercises or certain movement to help us get to a space. I'm all about that. And to the best of my ability, I try to do that in a daily way. But as you said before, Alina, it's not always easy, particularly with little ones, right? Not at all. (laughs) And so so that is one reason why I truly do love this understanding of living meditation, which means that we can take that and apply it to every moment of our lives, right? And it's not always such a conscious thing, but it is a conscious thing in some Mm -hmm. level where it is that same understanding of just one foot at a time, you know, every moment that we come across, or whether it be certain moments throughout the day we kind of stop and we reflect, you know, how did I just handle that situation? Did I like that? And it doesn't have to be so, it's so interesting. And, and I encourage us all to do this. We do it anyways, but to like put, to shift our awareness and our intention on what we're doing, I think is really important mm-hmm. because it does become a meditation. It becomes a reflection and a purification. Um, when we're in a certain given situation, whether it be with our children, you know, at work, um, in a relationship, When we come across a situation that we may not totally feel was the most balanced way of going about things, to have a moment to think about, okay, how could that have been better, you know, and and change your perspective in that way and start to practice, okay, in the next couple of hours, as I said, one foot in front of the other, in the next couple of hours, how can I gain control of myself? Because that's all I have control over is myself. I have the choice of how to react to this given situation. And sometimes we react in ways that we don't like. You know, and those are the moments where we stop and think, okay, next time I'm not going to do this. And we remember that. And next time it comes around, you kind of already planted a seed in your mind, right? That is that meditation. You put focus on that awareness of that, letting things go. So the next time you come into that situation, again, you have a choice. How do I react to this? And obviously the ideal is in that next time that you come across this given situation, you make the choice to not react in the way that you had. And it's that simple. That's why whether it was the examples of the kids or traveling around with the kids or trying to work every single moment, we have a choice of what to do. And we have to check in and take a moment of calm to make a correct decision. And to me, that's living meditation. And before we know it, that process of reflection becomes a habit in our lives. It's not actually not that it's hard at first. And sometimes it's harder than other times, but it is totally possible you know, it's totally possible.
0: I love that idea that it's just a part of your life. And it's just part of who you are. Because like we said, I think that it's stressful, especially as a mom. And when you want to have a spiritual practice and you're being told by all these spiritual leaders that consistency is key and you must meditate for X minutes every single right. day to reach this certain place of enlightenment. And as a mom and as someone who has a lot going on, that can be very stressful. And then you don't meet that and cue the the self-doubt, the, exactly. the I'm not good enough, I'm not XYZ. And it, it really is. So I love that it being a part of your everyday life and just your ev- everyday decisions just seems so much more doable, manageable, tangible for life as a modern woman.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Even in hearing you say that, and I do this often, even you said it perfectly. It's like, okay, now I'm supposed to find a moment to sit down, to do my meditation, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And it, like it starts, you can hear it in our voices, even, you know? And how in the world, if you stop that's a perfect example. You stop in the moment when you feel yourself doing that, right? And you think, how in the world could meditation now become stressful? <laughs> you know, yes. does that even make sense? You know, sometimes, a lot of times, you know, I do find the humor in it as well. And that sometimes is the most powerful, like, does this even make sense right now? That now meditation has become stressful for me. That can't be balanced, right? That's so true. So it's all about that balance. So in those moments where we feel that we, we have to trust ourselves and find a way of how we can incorporate it then, that it doesn't become stressful. Because the whole point of balance, particularly when it comes to, and this is what I probably speak the most on right now, the body and the understanding of the mind and body in Eastern medicine with East Asian herbs, what's the ultimate point? The ultimate point of that is creating balance in your body, creating proper right? Mm-hmm. And so everything needs to flow properly. If you understand chi, you understand yes. that chi has to flow properly. I love that you do. I'm not <laughs> surprised. If you, you understand circulation and blood flow, that's fine too. They all both work the same. It has to flow properly. And that is how in life, to really break it down, You know, if you're able to continue that flow and supplement and nourish your body, then that equals ultimate health. That equals Mm -hmm. beauty and longevity. That's how I literally formulate my skincare products, you know, that we create. That's how we formulate our dietary supplements. It's that proper flow. And the same principle can be applied one step outward and how we react to the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's all about the flow and the balance of everything. And again, that's where, where that second point, you know, number one was set your intention. Number two is move with with the Tao. Mm -hmm. Moving with the Tao is flowing with, our circumstance around us, you know, and it can be really profound, you know, and that's exactly what I don't necessarily want to happen when I say these things, you know, and, and together we have to come up with the ways that we do that for ourselves. But moving with the Tao, going with the flow means when we're in a given situation, in that moment, that living meditation, we realize we have control and a decision to react and to, and to create a proper flow and balance within the situation, and. If we set our mind in that way and take those moments and they, and they start to become, as we just discussed, like a habit, as they get quicker and quicker, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's almost like you, you make your mind work in a certain way. You know, we have such power. And then the beautiful part is when we start to do this, I'll speak for myself, when I start to do this, it's very rewarding. Mm-hmm. You know, there might be a one particular thing you feel like, oh, this is very difficult for me to change this part of my personality, of my character right now you know, but I see that it's not the most balanced way to go about things. And I've seen it enough that I'm going to consciously make a decision to, to adjust this. So I don't find myself in situations that make me unhappy any longer. Mm-hmm. And then to be aware of that. And then in a given situation, it'll click. Oh, I'm in one of those moments. You know, right now I have to, I, I have a choice whether to react the way that I normally do and probably feel comfortable doing or to change that and react in a different way. Right. And when we are, we gain that self-discipline to make the decision in that moment. My God, is that empowering, you know? Yes. And so, and so that is exactly it. That to me is that living meditation and that proper flow and balance in any area of our life.
0: I love that because it it just takes the guilt out of it. It adds a sense of self-empowerment and it really, it makes it tangible and applicable to whatever your life might look like.
1: Yes, absolutely. I feel that exact same way. And so I'm so glad that you, you resonate with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, so I I try to meditate, but I, I sense I, like I said, it's so hard to have consistency when my daughter is almost nine months, she's teething, right. no day. No day looks the same, but my mom has always been such a proponent of mindful walking. And right. she's always said that's her meditation. And I think it's just beautiful that meditation looks, different for everyone. So I have, I've been trying to kind of not feel bad that, oh, I didn't sit down and physically meditate today, but I have been mindful in these moments
1: throughout the day. Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, maybe let's make it even easier for ourselves. I find myself doing this at the very least. And sometimes I can't even do it twice a day. So let me be real with you right now. You know, (laughs) I love to at least try to do it in the morning and the evening. Right. Or maybe that means if you're still nursing, I used to find myself doing it in those moments when it's when I'm sure half of the time we're trying not to fall asleep in the middle Mm. of the night. (laughs) But we can find at least one minute, even in the middle of the night or right before you go to bed to take one minute and ask yourself simple questions. You know what today do I wish I could have I could have done differently? Anything. You know what I mean? Or what what today am I so grateful for? Mm -hmm. You know, and you could honestly, it could be those two questions. You know, it's like when when people sit down as a family and sit at the the dinner table. And what game is that like? What were your highs and lows? (laughs) Right. And I remember learning about that not long ago, which is interesting. I don't know why I didn't know about it sooner. (laughs) Because that is exactly what I practice as my, my daily meditation. And I I think I find it ideal if I can do it in the morning and the evening. I think it's a wonderful time. And that is something that I I try to be as consistent as possible where I I move with the Tao, where I balance with the situation is sometimes it literally takes 30 seconds, Lena. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I have five minutes, (laughs) you know, sometimes we have 30 and we will sit down and do our meditation in that way, Mm -hmm. you know, but right. Being flexible with the time that we have. And even five, even 30 seconds is better than nothing, right?
0: (laughs) So true. I think doesn't scientifically they say two minutes, right?
1: Yes, yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. To kind of have that proper, that flow of chi and energy through your mind, through your body. And that's what it is. It's like that cycle of being able to calm, to reflect, to think through and have everything start to function, just shift a little bit. It makes us that much more of a better mother Friend, wife, sister,
0: <laughs> you name all it. around person. Yes, basically.
1: Yes, business owner. This is
0: true. So, in addition to energy, just what are the top things that we should be putting in our body? What are those herbs that you're using in your skincare and your products that are really just fueling and connecting the mind and the body and the soul? Absolutely. So of course,
1: so one of the main things I speak on, Lena, and so, you know, that could probably be a whole other segment that we could have together. (laughs) But um, there are certainly some, some very powerful herbal ingredients. You know, for example, our ginseng root, our straggless root, our dougui or angelica root. These are some very powerful herbal ingredients. We are actually pretty large in the CBD industry. We were one of the Mm -hmm. very first manufacturers to ever begin in this industry. And the reason I even decided to begin in this industry before anyone even knew what it was, <laughs> and I questioned the people who came to us to formulate, what are you doing with this ingredient, <laughs> is that actually hemp and cannabis is um, one of the most, well, one of the 50 fundamental herbs of Eastern medicine, right? Uh-huh. And so that's another ingredient, of course, that I stand behind. Um, our lab works only with the CBD portion, so, so nothing um, that alters the mind um so so i could certainly go into a whole conversation about this but one thing i think is the most important to share because that you don't hear about as often is the understanding that when it comes even to formulation there's an understanding of proper balance within that formula and that is what my lab jbk wellness lab is what we what we do the very best and why so many different companies come to us to formulate and why this is important is because true herbal medicine Although, of course, you know, I went to school, I studied so many different herbal ingredients, you know, and the truth of the matter is a true herbologist, you know, in East Asia, it's known that they can spend an entire lifetime learning one herb, one herbal ingredient. Wow. You know, you can imagine, and that's how deep it goes. So let me not downplay the strength of herbal ingredients that standing alone, but true herbal medicine is actually proper formulation understanding how those herbal ingredients, how any ingredient for that matter, kind Mm -hmm. of works together, the synergy created from the pairing of different ingredients. And so that's actually one of the most important things for people to be aware of and understand when it comes to their health, right? Because like we said, the most important thing is keeping that proper flow of our bodies. Yes. For supplementing, we have to have something first, right? Mm -hmm. Supplement, nourish our body, and then it has to make sure it flows properly. And what happens is, is that sometimes when we're, we, and, and, it can, and the most important thing that we can do is be aware of our own bodies. So just start to pay attention to how we feel, right? For example, some people will come to me and ask, you know, Dr. Janelle Kim, is it, is it okay? What do you think about vitamins? You know? Is it good to take all these vitamins? And I got to tell you, Lima. sometimes I'll see people and they'll bring me like a bag full of vitamins. (laughs) And it's that same feeling as what we talked about with meditation. You know, meditation, the thought of it starts to stress you out, then that's not very balanced. (laughs) You know, if you come to me and put on table, you know, 70 bottles of vitamins, of course, I'm being like more funny right now, but I've seen this, you know, and ask me, do you think this is good for me? You know, my favorite answer is just stop for a second and stand back and you look at all of these vitamins. Do you think that's good for you? Do you feel good when you look at that? <laughs> you know, and the answer is no, that is certainly not balanced. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that is one visual that I like to, uh, you know, explain. But the truth of the matter is, you know, you can have the best ingredients in the world. You can have the best vitamin in the world. You can have the best serum for your face in the world. But if it can't be properly absorbed by your body, then it can it can, do no, it can be of no use, or in fact, it can actually do harm. You know, even water, if we intake too much water, we can get sick. It's like mm-hmm. the most pure and green in the world. We need it to survive. But if we don't balance with that, we also get sick,
0: right? Mm-hmm. And so when it
1: comes to skincare, when it comes to dietary supplements, when it comes to food, it, the most important thing to understand is proper formulation, right? Knowing that we, and so the way that we can go about this daily life is trusting certain companies that we know they truly understand their ingredients, right? Mm -hmm. So obviously that is why, like I said, people come to us to formulate. You know, we have clients that are carried in your Nordstrom's, Neon Marcus, Four Seasons, Whole Foods, even CVS, Kroger. And every time we create a formula for them, every single one of those ingredients we know so well. And we know how to develop them and make them into our proper formula that when people go and buy them and take them, to me, those are... Patience. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, to me, that's how I look at it. Right. No matter who knows we're making it, one day someone's gonna try this formula and that equals almost like a patient to me. And that's how much mm-hmm. heart and mind you put into it, it. And so it's really important to trust and to educate and to be aware of of the product lines out there and know make sure that whoever is behind those, they truly understand their ingredients. You know, they truly are putting on the label what is actually in that bottle, (laughs) you know, and then feeling it for ourselves, particularly Mm -hmm. when it comes to dietary supplements and vitamins. If we start to take things, be aware when you enter something new into your your daily life. Mm. If you start taking a whole bunch of new vitamins, and all of a sudden, a couple days later, you start not feeling so well, no matter how great these are supposed to be, you know, they could be not balanced with your system. And so it doesn't matter how great they are, how much people try to tell you to take them, you have to know the difference. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, a little bit more of a generalized answer to your question. No,
0: I think that's perfect. But, that's exactly okay. Good, kind of what I meant because I think it's very awesome. important that everything is in alignment. Yes, and so yeah. Well, it's been such a pleasure having you on this podcast. Thank you so much for- Thank you so much, Lena. Taking the time to talk with me. I like to end this podcast with words of wisdom for anyone listening who might need that extra push to step into alignment or start manifesting purpose and happiness. So what are your wise words to end on?
1: My wise words are anything in life, let's follow those three steps. Set our intention so that we know where we're going, move with the Tao, and at the end of the day, be grateful and connect to anything larger than us, the universe through faith. And through that, we'll find our path, and then we can always be like bamboo.
0: Thank you for listening to Enlightenedhood. For more wisdom from spiritual mamas like you, in the form of guided meditations, videos, articles, masterclasses, and more, check us out at enlightenedhood.com or connect with us on Instagram at enlightenedhood. If you need a tribe of like-minded women to dive into personal and spiritual development with, check out our monthly membership where we show up, go inward, and upward together. Enroll today at Enlightenedhood.com backslash membership for less than the cost of a yoga class. Until next time, you mindful mamas.